Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Greetings to you on behalf of our brothers and sisters in China. Thank you. It's a really a joy and a privilege um, to really join the um, sense uh, from all over the world and a fellowship in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, as our brother uh, Conrad just uh, so beautifully articulated the uh, beauty, uh, the magnificence of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I was just, you know, almost just, uh, you know, jumping. And uh, maybe if I'm in a non-Presbyterian setting, I will jump, right? <laughs> maybe Reformed Baptists can do the same thing, right? Uh, it was just uh, so, you know, you, how could you resist um, just uh, sharing this uh, good news of Jesus Christ? How could you be so selfish by holding that good news to yourself, and um, so uh, tonight, I will just uh, share, you know, a little bit um, what uh, Pastor uh, George would call it uh, messiology, uh, something about messiness. And, uh, and, of course, we have out of the messiness, we have the great news uh, out of that, uh, even in the country of China. I'm thankful to my uh, great host uh, Tom and, uh, and Brenda, who are great, really uh, demonstrating the greatest uh, hospitality. I've already been fed with all the goody food and uh, healthy food, too. <laughs> and, yeah, let me just uh, share a little bit of uh, uh, history um, to give us a, a perspective. In 1807, barely... A little over 200 years ago, a guy uh, called Robert Morrison, out of obedience of the calling of our Lord Jesus Christ for the gospel, finally, after months of travel from England, he has to go through the United States and take a boat, a ship, going there, and finally landed in China and became the first missionary from the Protestant movement to China. And seven years later, the first Chinese believer was converted. And take another seven years, in 1814, the first Chinese pastor, pastor was ordained. Let's fast forward after 150 years, almost one and a half centuries of hard labor of foreign missionaries from this great country, from U.S., from many other countries, laboring in that almost barren land of spiritual you know, thirst for the gospel, by 1949, the number of Chinese Christians has reached to a little over 700,000, you know, baptized Christians in China. Let's see, maybe including the Catholics, maybe it's a little close to a million Christians in China. And 
Then, after communist, communism took power, and by 1953, all the foreign missionaries were kicked out in the name of a so-called three-self patriotic movement, instigated and established directly directed by the Chinese Atheistic Communist Party. The three self represents self-governing, you know, self-propagating, and we call them three selfish moment, because how can the Church of Jesus Christ be self-propagating or self-governing and without the fellow body of Christ, you know? And that's just the name to kick out all the missionaries from China. So up until today, there is no one. Can call himself as a missionary in China legally. You may have heard, you know. I think、uh, some, you know, through the English teaching profession, business, and、uh, even tourism, you go to China, and、uh, Brother Andrew would smuggle Bibles and send short mission teams. But the Chinese government,、um, so far, have never issued a missionary visa. Since 1949, and many missionaries were really disappointed, and many actually cry out, said, "Lord, you know, after one and half centuries' labor, with hundreds of thousands of martyrdom being murdered, being killed, and is this the end of Christianity?" In 1966, actually 67. The second year after the Cultural Revolution, launched by the dictator Chairman Mao, Chairman Mao's wife, Madam Jiang Qing, organized a very big kind of a campaign in the largest city of China called Shanghai, and the campaign was ended by collecting truckloads of Bibles, truckloads of Bibles. And she ordered all these truckloads of Bibles to the so-called People's Liberation Square in the center of、uh, Shanghai. And that one night, basically a burning of the Bible night, she named, just、uh, started. You know, when the thousands of、uh, hundreds of thousands of copies of the Bibles, the Word of the Lord, were collected and、uh, burning. And with the hundreds of thousands of Chinese were watching, this is what Chairman Mao's wife, Jiang Qing, declared that night. He said, "She said, 'Ha ha! From today's on, the vocabulary of Christianity will forever belong to the History Museum in China, because from the very start of.'"、Uh, 1966, when the Cultural Revolution was launched, even the government-sanctioned so-called Three Selfish Church was totally banned. All the government-ordained or government-installed pastors were either sent to labor camp or being revealed they were Communist Party members. They were secret agents working for the Communist Party to betray the church, to betray the church. So it add another messiness, right, Pastor Dort? And 
All of a sudden, of course, all this God's people are wondering, and you know, where, you know, is our God? Is the faith of Christianity be done? After you know ten years of cultural revolution, you know what? The first one of the first kind of a bold mis- missionary from America, who is a Chinese, who is my m- mentor, Dr. Jonathan Chow, went to Hong Kong and started to interview some Chinese who escaped to, through escaped to Hong Kong from persecution, and she found. You know, one after another, they told the story how the remnants of God's people, not only ten, ten thousand, one hundred thousand, millions, it at that time, the end of the just the end of nineteen seventies, the beginning of nineteen eighties, when the former senior leader Deng Xiaoping launched the so-called opening to the. Outside policy economically, suddenly there were millions of Christians were found. Millions. Can we say Hallelujah, praise the Lord? You know, and it was just、uh, incredible to see. You know, it's almost a mystery to many, and of course, we fast forward by twenty. Fourteen three years ago, a University of Purdue, Purdue University, a sociologist from Indiana, he led a group of sociologists made a so-called scientific study, basically studied for two years and、um, on the religious growth pattern and made projections and based on the. For the past 100 years, recorded growth of religion, including Christianity. I would really, I would reserve this number at the end, but I want to point one thing. I think prove really again our brother George, the point out of messiness. God shows He is the Lord. He is the Lord over all, and even in the midst of the most brutal persecution, you're talking about directly ISIS kind of a type of a kind of a directly, you know, kind of killing, murdering, martyrdom, hundreds of thousands, you know, in the labor camps. And one labor camp, I knew, some, I interviewed some of、uh, brothers and sisters who used to be there. Can hold over one hundred thousand criminals, laborers, and many of them were Christians in that camp in the center of China. And yet, the gospel has been growing, and the spread of Christian faith has been maybe the most rapid. Many said in the past sixty years of under communism, the speed. Of the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ in China, perhaps is the fastest since the time of Adam. By 2014, I give you this number now. According to that, the, this uh, uh, this uh, Purdue University sociology studies, they already estimated 
the definitive, the de- definitely, the number of Chinese Christians already reached to over 100 million. You know, from less than 1 million in 1950, 1949 to be exact, after communists took power, after non-stop of persecution, brutal torture, you know, the, the, the kind of uh, uh, non-stop and uh, uh, the persecution and labor camp and imprisonment, there is over 100-fold growth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't we, I think <laughs> the Lord deserves a big, you know, clap of hands. Praise the Lord. And many said, actually, this is as a result of not only the methodology, but also according to some, like a founder of Voice of Martyrs, Pastor Richard Wombrad used to call it sufferology. Out of suffering, suffering of persecution, God made his gospel like a fire. And this is happening now. I mean, this is, I just uh, give you some glance of uh, what happened in 2015 and the first half of this year. We have seen, you know, the religious persecution, especially the persecution against Christianity, has really reached to the highest level that not seen since the time of uh, cultural revolution. We have seen the rule of law in China has reached the worst since to the cultural revolution. And you have seen, you know, not only the, 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 the government, uh, uh, I mean the, the unofficial, we call the house churches or non-registered churches had been continuing to suffer the persecution. For the first time, really since the Cultural Revolution, the government-sanctioned churches had become a target of persecution. You have seen, you know, over 2,000 churches' crosses were forcefully demolished. Dozens of church buildings were being burned, destroyed, and um, broken and many, many brothers and sisters were being taken to prison and beaten up and hospitalized. And I'm talking about the government-sanctioned church. These are supposed to be legally protected, you know, sort of a government-protected church. And you, have, you, see, you saw this, uh, you know, the brothers and sisters were brutally beaten up just for protecting their cross being brutally, forcefully demolished. And at the same time, from July 9th of last year, overnight almost, within a week, over 316 lawyers, human rights defenders, were rounded up, interrogated, imprisoned. And just barely two weeks ago, Four of them already received criminal sentence. And one of them is a church elder in the Beijing House Church. 
Elder Hu Shigan. He was arrested, and I mean kidnapped first on July 9th last year after 389 days without、uh, any single family member allowed to visit him. Not a single lawyer that his family hired is allowed to meet with him. Suddenly, he was put in on trial on August fourth. He, after three day, three hours trial, he was given seven and a half years imprisonment. And his crime, even the, in the court, the so-called evidence were shown of his baptism. Many in his church—that's a crime. That's the crime he was accused as subverting the state power. I think if we listen carefully of、uh, what Pastor Conrad just articulated, it might be true. The gospel of Jesus Christ is very subversive. It's not very political correct, right? And. The communist, at a spiritual level, may got it in some sense. Of course, our brother, dear brother, an elder who does not deserve for the seven and a half years imprisonment, he already spent sixteen and a half years in prison previously as a Chinese intellectual, a Chinese professor in a major university in Beijing, for simply. Advocacy for freedom in China. He spent sixteen and a half out of the twenty years he received already, and now just two weeks ago he received another seven and a half years purely for the gospel's sake. And again, these two brothers, biological brothers, Li Heping and Li Chunfu. And I knew them so well. They're dedicated Christian brother. They're both Christian human rights lawyers. I invited them to Washington D.C. and met with President Bush and、um, received、um, the first elder brother. Even received the national award, the highest、uh, kind of international award issued by the United States government,、uh, the National Democracy、uh, Endowment for Democracy. And July the ninth. He was also kidnapped, and up until today, nobody knew where you know he's being kind of uh, uh, convicted and、uh, what's his、uh, physical condition. And、uh, we are pretty sure and confident to say he has been under torture and、uh, abuse and persecution. And less than a month later,、um, in August, his biological brother. Li Chunfu, who is also a human rights lawyer, was taken into prison, and、uh, he was not allowed to be seen either. And this is、uh, brother and attorney Li Keping and、uh, their young daughter and his wife, who is also a human rights lawyer. So his wife, just、uh, a few days ago, we went to the court. With other wives, I call them widows of the Christian human rights defenders. That's another amazing thing. You know, God raised a group of、uh, human rights,、uh, Christian human rights lawyers, that many of them find the Lord in the practice of court of the law. They are the first generation of Christians, 
in their family household, in their lawyer's career. And、um, these, these wives were beaten up right in front of the foreign embassy officials. We have seen this Christian lawyer and her husband and their 16-year-old son were all being kidnapped and arrested, and she was made to confess her so-called crime on national TV, humiliating her. This another lawyer received seven years last Tuesday, and this Christian lawyer, after the. The, the cross demolition campaign occurred. He went ahead to the area where the persecution of、uh, the official churches occurred heavily. He just、uh, defend,、uh, represent over 100 churches over there. And at the end of the day, he was himself arrested. Almost eight months later, he was、uh, put on the national TV and being paraded. And forced to confession his、uh, crime, so-called, for representing the churches legally. So on and on, these are the the faces, and、uh, most of them are Christians. They are either missing or imprisoned or already sentenced, or to- being tortured. Well. So you, was, you have seen, you know, the persecution last year have been spreading all over China. Not only those in the cross removal campaign, and this is、uh, my last point about why, you know, the Communist Party all of a sudden, you know, even took on the government sanctioned churches. So this is the really the true reason I think connected what Pastor Conrad just articulated. The core faith of justification by faith in Jesus Christ alone. They called the government called a sinicization of Christianity. Use a very simple word is to try to change the core doctrine of、uh, justification by faith in Jesus Christ alone into a justification by doing good deeds in love, so that. The government official theologian interpreted the Bible says, "Okay, our God wouldn't be that narrow-minded; would not allow those communist heroes from entering into heaven. We should change that doctrine. And anybody doing good deeds and learning from communist models, rule models, can go to heaven. So anybody who refused that." Is being persecuted even in the official government church. Brothers and sisters, this is still happening. Maybe we have not seen on BBC or CNN a lot. We may have seen a lot about you know how you know the China is prosperity. How China even come to the UK and to even build a UK's nuclear plant. By the way, it's a, a crazy idea, but you know. This other persecution is a reality, but this is, of course, one of the messiness. Let's go back to the eschatological part. Go back to God's, the Lord of sovereign sovereignty, in His beautiful purpose. Three years ago, 
when the current president launched this campaign of sinicization, I kind of uh, was uh, telling my brothers and sisters in my office, I said, okay, this is another big revival coming in because God in his sovereign and maybe even mysterious ways, I think will use this lost emperor, the communist emperor, he already got a name called Emperor C, that's his last name, will cause another big revival for China. At the same time, the projection by that same group of sociologists from Purdue University come out. Telegram and uh, Guardian all made a big uh, news report. You know, by that sociologist account, after just study the pattern of growth of Christianity, they projected by 2030, in less than almost a little over a decade later, you know, from today, the number of Chinese Christians, according to those, these sociologists, even they said with the non-growth of Christianity, or even maybe slowest growth in the history of Christianity in the next 12 years or so, the number of Chinese Christians will definitely reach to 224 million. 224 million. Definitely. By that time, I think we're all looking forward that the number of Chinese Christians in China, I think, will represent maybe China is the, the country with the largest number of Christians on this earth. Can't we see another hallelujah? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Only the Lord can do this. Amen? But we do need a loss of prayer, and we do need a loss of uh, continuing intervention. There will be loss of messiness, and pray for those brothers and sisters who are still experiencing suffering, and even in the prison, the Lord will revive his church and uh, cause more fire. So I will invite you, so uh, the, the coming days, uh, I will share more of uh, what had happened during these years of uh, persecution and revival. Out of messiness, God is sovereign. He has proved he is the Lord, Lord over all. Thank you. Praise the Lord. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.